Welcome back to Ordinal Revolution. My name is Shizzy. On this channel, we talk about BRC20, TAP, Bitmaps, and Ordinals. And today, we're talking boss. I mean, it's been in the comments, guys. We hear you. We hear you. We keep hearing about we got to talk boss. We got to talk boss. Well, today, we got you. We have a really good a really good interview today. So let's get right into it. Let's bring in my partner, as always, Mr. Yago B. How you doing, sir? What's up, man? I'm excited for today. Yep. So we both really dug into this um, the last couple of days after hearing that uh, we, we have... Uh, um archimedes right yeah archimedes yep archimedes we have archimedes from the uh oshi protocol boss protocol they have, they have a couple other tokens we're gonna get into that i'm really excited for this one um we, we've been talking about boss for a little while but the understanding wasn't really there so i think um after the the block runner video we we got a really good understanding of it and today we're gonna ask the questions that we are still asking ourselves so i think it's gonna be really good <laughs> today. So. yeah yeah you know honestly like um I think a lot of it has to do with language, right? Because um, I do know that they cr are created or created like their own lingo with this, right? They didn't want to yep. mimic uh, the EVM side of things, which is is good. I think that's good because um, there's like kind of like it's a new innovation over here. So yeah, excited to hear more about it. I want to dig into it because I am getting more and more excited the more I'm learning about it because it's starting to make sense. The synapses yeah. are connecting. So yeah. And I think that's what it is. Like, like, like non-tech guys like us, we really need to uh, really dig deeper than a lot of other people. So I think uh, this is going to be perfect for us. Yep. Let's bring them on. Without further ado, Mr. Archimedes from Oshi. Is, is that is that what like is that the umbrella? Would that be? What's going on, guys? Yeah. So the the term for the team um, is the Ord team. Uh, the Ord all, team. All, all one word. And yeah, we're just kind of developing a bunch of different products mainly for awesome. this boss system yeah sounds great well on this, on this channel obviously we love projects we love protocols but um our, our main thing is is the is the people so like if, if you could kind of wrap the oxygen yourself could you kind of give us your maybe your background a little bit as far as back as you can and kind of lead us up until the first time you heard that magical word called bitcoin <laughs> uh yeah for sure so i have been involved in crypto blockchain for uh just about a decade um it was like wow. late 2013 um right after I think Bitcoin hit $1,000 for the first time shortly after. Uh, and yeah, I like, uh, mined a bunch of Litecoin and, and Bitcoin and Dogecoin uh, super early on with, with a bunch of, of friends just at the time, we built a PC and, and we're kind of involved in that. And then it, you know, uh, it stuck with me in ways past, like just trading. Um, I was initially under 18 when I first got into crypto. So I couldn't really like buy things on exchanges anyways. And so, yeah, just like the tech behind it and uh, kind of the, the capabilities of like using immutable data was always really interesting to me. Um, and yeah, I've been doing, doing crypto uh, full time for about four, three or four years now. Um, yeah. And so I got uh, hooked up with the Ord team through uh ordinals obviously i was kind of an evm guy uh for the first few years of, of me doing this full time um I, I i tend to look at narrative a lot personally uh and so like you know using bitcoin as digital gold was a was a cool narrative to me uh but at the time i i was really intrigued by smart contracts so i was i was more on that side of of the world for a few years and the bull market and then I saw ordinals happen uh, in, I want to say mid to early February. I saw Dota's tweet on sub 10K inscriptions and I was, I like, couldn't, couldn't believe it. 
thought it was was really cool. Um, I got hooked up with Gr uh, Grug really quickly after that just because he was also super intrigued by uh, the the JPEGs on on Bitcoin. Uh, but I, I personally stayed away from purchasing any of the the JPEGs because I, I I was already late to the 10K meta and I, I figured something else would happen. So I was just like looking through projects constantly and looking at things that were were new. And the Ord board was the first thing that like caught my eye, um, which was the first project out of the Ord team uh, as as I came to learn. And so yeah, the Ord board was like. Uh, from what I viewed it as, it was a representation of the million dollar pixel homepage, uh, but through ordinals. So the million dollar pixel homepage is like a website in the early 2000s where each pixel cost $1 and then a dude put a bunch of ads up for it and he ended up selling all million pixels on the, the homepage and he made a million dollars. And I remembered seeing somebody doing that on Ethereum, I think it was the thousand ether pixel project. and. I saw the the ordinal board and I was like, oh shit, this is this is really cool. Uh, this is this is something totally different than just like being a profile picture. Like it's it's trying to do some kind of game theory, um, and so it was really intriguing to me. I bought up a bunch of uh, the the common plots and, and a few of the more inner ones as well, and it was just very intriguing to me that like for some reason there was only one project this fairly very early on in ordinals that was trying to do more than just JPEGs with assets. Like I know there were, there were people doing like web pages and somebody uploaded Doom, um, but this was the first like game theory asset that I, I'd seen in the Ordinals world. Um, and so quickly after I, I first got involved, they added an about page to the Ordinal board where they started talking about synthetic assets and how there's going to be things like farming and they're looking to to they're exploring and doing research on all the different capabilities of ordinals uh and it just totally totally blew my mind like i i i didn't know anything about this originally um and so yeah basically since then i've been full-time uh the ord oshi ord board boss supporter and uh yeah I, I was just a community member for the first few months from uh february until july i was uh reading all the documents. I use GPT-4 uh, quite a bit. I probably spent 200 plus hours interfacing with GPT-4 on like all of these documents. And it, it was, it seemed to me like, uh, oh my God, these guys are, are trying to build this, this new attempt at like a, an EVM basically, like they're trying to, they're trying to build the BVM. Um, and then yeah, through kind of, kind of rallying up community people, uh, within boss and, and running spaces and, and doing podcasts and stuff like that. I was doing that as a, as a community member with their blessing before, and then I was in, invited to join the team, um, in, in later July. So now I'm, now I'm on the team and, and now we're here. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, what, what, like, um, for your, like, um, what, what made you personally fall for ordinals? Cause you said you were on the EVM chains. I'm sure you were played in other chains as well. What, what made you see, ordinals and really want to jump in head first uh the conceptual change of bitcoin without changing any of the core code like that it blew my mind that's so so cool that after 15 years somebody like discovered they like hacked bitcoin basically in like a positive way uh and so yeah that was that was super super interesting to me and again i'm, I'm more i'm like a uh meta narrative guy that's that's kind of the way that i have tended to like 
play uh, crypto as, as far as the markets go. And so to me, it seemed to be that like Bitcoin, especially once I saw BRC20s, it's going that this ordinals market is like basically evolving in the reverse order of EVM, where EVM started with DeFi, really, you know, they're you know, crypto punks and, and things like this back really, really early on. It's always been a playing ground. But where the market really started is DeFi in 2019, 2020. And then there was this big hot ball of money. And that ball of money rolled into things like shitcoins, like Shiba Inu launched during the, the DeFi summer um, madness. And then food token season and, and all these things happened where like all of a sudden DeFi turned into like Ponzi's with funny logos. Uh, and, and then at a certain point, it didn't even, yeah, it didn't even need to be Ponzi's. It just was like uh, funny logos. And then all that money rolled into JPEGs on Ethereum, uh, and, and the EVM world. And it's kind of just, it's kind of just like that. That's the end of the EVM bull market meta right there. It's like, uh, uh, what, yeah, there's been no resurgence since then. And personally, I, ha uh, am, I'm a, have been a, a big believer in like, a second resurgence resurgence of a DeFi market and DeFi season. Um, and so I was just like keeping up to date with stuff like that on, on the EVM world. And then I see ordinals and I see the evolution go from JPEGs to shit coins and meme coins, the BRC twenties. And then what is going to happen next? Uh, where's the money going to flow? It seems so obvious to me that it, it's, it, it would be DeFi, but to do DeFi and Bitcoin, you need like uh, real innovation and, and, it's exploration of the capabilities of, of ordinal technology. So uh, I, I knew it was going to take a while and I'm here for it though. I'm here for the ride. I, I, I fully oh, believe yeah. in it. That's awesome. <clears throat> so um, could you uh, just go into the, um, the org team without doxing anybody? Could you just kind of give us maybe some nicknames and some, some duties they have? Yeah, for sure. So um, there are seven people on the team in total. Uh, four of them have like Twitter accounts and things like this. Uh, there's myself, there's Grug, uh, there is Junk Food Punk Roots, and there is Merlin. And so in, in terms of like what are everyone's roles in this, uh, Merlin was kind of like the, the first guy to see, or I think he saw Ordinals in like December or early January. He was very, very, very early to Ordinals, um, and he's been around for a very long time um, in, in crypto and just other technical sectors as well. So he saw ordinals and was enthralled by the possibility of like experiments, experiments happening on Bitcoin in ways that are like truly on chain, not using bridges or, or things like this. Um, and so he, he started talking to uh, some, some EVM people about possibly doing DeFi on, on Bitcoin and uh was shut down very hard to say the least uh evm people did not even want to give this a second thought and they basically told him to fuck off and uh he knows he saw though he saw that this is totally possible it's just going to take like a reconfiguration of the conceptual use of bitcoin and so he had that reconfiguration very early on and set out on a journey uh and then through I, I don't know if they'd known each other previously through DeFi stuff, actually, or if they had just met through Ordinals, but um, him and Grug kind of got hooked up together. And Grug felt that these ideas were possible, but didn't really know the extent or how to put them into words. And then after talking to Merlin, um, 
was like totally, totally on board. And so the first experiment that they set off to do was actually like a stable coin on Bitcoin. They wanted to create essentially a synthetic version of like uh, Y die, like some kind of yield bearing uh, stable coin that's in like a urine vault or, or something like this on, on EBM. So they wanted to create a synthetic version of that through ordinals or things like OP vault and other BIPs. And that first experiment, like, they, they tried it, and at the time, again, we're talking mid to early February when they're trying to do stuff like this. Um, so it, it, the, the infrastructure and public support was just not there at all for them to like make this experiment work on a, on a massive scale. So they kind of moved on to the next thing. Um, and that's is what, this is when they got hooked up with Junk Food Punk Root, who is kind of the guy behind um, the Ord board. Uh, so Junk Food Punk Root is like the main coding dev, I would say. Um, he is a very cool guy. He has a document that he's actually working on, ready for uh, release next. Um, that'll be the, the next document coming out of out of our side. Um, so it'll introduce his skill set a little bit more. But yeah, he uh, he got hooked up with the two of them, and Junk uh, uh, Food Punk Root has like. Uh, core dev background in, in various ways. So he understands very intimately like the orchestra, uh, archa architecture of massive network systems and seeing the Bitcoin uh, ability to do assets on Bitcoin was very cool to these guys. And then as soon as BRC20s happened and uh, the public kind of decided to accept JSON files on Bitcoin through ordinals as like, uh, standard. This is this has been adopted by everyone in ordinals. It was very very exciting to them because like uh, essentially JSON files are just signals. And so if you can, if if people are accepting signals being sent as like immutable assets on Bitcoin, uh, what if you could build a computer that inputs these signals, observes these signals, and then inputs them and digests them and updates the state accordingly. That was like, that was where the focus changed from, we're gonna do cool DeFi stuff on, on Bitcoin with like BRC akin uh, ideas to we're gonna build this this virtual machine that actually allows you to do like complex DeFi. Um, and then, yeah, there's a, there's a few other people on the team. Um, again, I, I joined in like a mid to late July, uh, and things are things are very very cool, very strong. I would I would definitely recommend following all those guys um, on Twitter if you haven't already. They're they're very cool. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I I, I one thing I love about the space. I like people say like the undoxing thing, whatever. That doesn't bother me at all. I love the nicknames. I love the fun <laughs> stuff. You know, like like it, it makes you feel like a kid again. This space, man. Junk junk food. You know what I mean? Like that. It's that's just awesome. I I, I really like that. Um. So, uh, where is like, are you guys all over the world? Obviously you're, you're in the um, U.S. or somewhere around there, but like, is that, is like, where is like, what would you say like the headquarters is, or is it just like the, on the internet? Yeah. So I'm from North America and, um, yeah, I'm the only, only native English speaker on the team. So that was, okay. that's like a, hu a huge, uh, reason why communication has been a little more streamlined in the past month or so. Um, and why it was a little more off before. Um, just a, a funny, <clears throat> funny little little story about this. Uh, the team originally they're they're from uh, mostly all over Europe and uh, yeah, places around there, and uh, they basically took their ideas that they have and they put them into uh, a 
chat GPT using, using their native language and chat GPT spit them out documents that are in English. Uh, and then on the other side of the world, myself and, and a few other people, but, but me initially, I found these documents and I was like, oh my God, these are insanely complex. I'm going to put these into GPT-4. And I put them back into GPT-4 and GPT-4 spit the idea out to me. So it's like uh, this, this idea that they've had, even though there is initially a massive language barrier between myself and them, has been able to be communicated by like utilizing artificial intelligence as a medium to express this idea so that like melding of of idea like the fact that we've all landed i had no idea they used gpt4 to make these docs and they didn't know i was using gpt4 to understand them and so uh <laughs> it, it's just led everybody like everybody on the, on the team is very very uh like-minded regardless of the the language barrier um like I, I met the i met these guys for the first time in in july and it was like i'd known them for 10 years so it was a very very cool experience yeah, um, we actually all will be in the same place. Uh, we're, we're, we're staying and kind of doing like a hacker house um, for, for boss for uh, up to a year um, pretty soon. And so, wow. yeah, we'll all be physically in the same place. Everybody's kind of, yeah, everybody is, is fully, fully sending this uh, in, in, in varying ways. But yeah, we'll, we'll all be physically in the same place very soon. It's gonna be like That's Silicon awesome. Valley, the show. That's what they keep saying too. <laughs> the Pied Piper, a Pied Piper, Piper. Yeah, I love that show, man. It sounds uh, very similar with um what the ETH guys did too, and Zerg, you know, because they all yeah. the ETH guys they were all in Zerg together, trying to like figure a it out house type thing. Yeah, yeah. that's cool, no man. coincidence. I'll tell you that, no coincidence. On that. <laughs> Are you sure about that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, um. That's cool, man. Um, does that make team meetings difficult because of the language barrier? Or do you feel like you guys have figured out how to communicate even though the language is there, barrier is there? Dude, surprisingly, it makes things way more efficient. This was like, a, this was a, a very surprising thing. I think more on their end for when I, I showed up um, in real life is they are they're kind of forced to checkpoint things in the conversation and come to a consensus to explain <laughs> to me during discussions of things. And it, it streamlines the process of cutting bullshit out like way, way faster, which is yeah. uh yeah, unexpected side effect. Um, and yeah, I, I, again, everybody has varying, varying levels of, of English speaking. Um, yeah. But I just know, no first, first language besides me. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I want to kind of move over to, to boss and I know this might not be, easy but you've probably been asked this question several times um and it's a two-part question but explaining it in the simplest form what is boss so like one to two sentences and then what problem is it solving same thing one to two sentences if you can tackle that yeah absolutely so yeah to just to describe boss in a very very simple very simple way uh i would say it is like a it's an observable Linux machine, initially JavaScript, that is inputting are inputting commands from observing transactions that are submitted on Bitcoin. So basically, you use Bitcoin like the medium to send transactions to this big computer in the form of inscriptions. Um, so I think about it in terms of 
if you look at Bitcoin, a, a nice little quip that people say about Bitcoin is with 30,000 lines of code, Satoshi Nakamoto gave everybody on the planet like access to a bank account within the same same system that they have are completely permissionless. With Boss, the long-term vision of Boss is to upgrade Bitcoin from just being like a bank account that everybody has to basically like a shared computing network. So it's like when I was, I remember when I was young, I had a, a home computer and everybody in my family had a user account on this home computer. And that is like my base level understanding of network is like as local accounts. And there are, there are external accounts and cloud-based things. And the idea for boss is to give like a local environment for everyone on the planet to interact with on the same shared state machine. Um, yeah. So getting getting there is is going to be a, a long process, but that that is the long term vision of, of boss. Gotcha. Okay, uh, and I feel like you answered pretty much you know what what problem it's solving as well in the same answer. So that's perfect. So you know what just to get this correct. So like what I'm hearing is boss is going to be this Linux virtual computer that people can send inscriptions to. It's going to read the inscriptions and it's going to process them. Um, and then, so what, where does Bob come in the picture? Cause what I'm, what I was reading before there was BVM and then now that's Bob. Can you talk about Bob and what Bob's role is? Yes, for sure. So yeah, as far as the terminology of things goes, boss is kind of like the overarching term for the entire framework of anything that's touching this, this new new thing that we're building, right? Any kind of, it's 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 the operational uh, standard system, Bitcoin operational standard system. So any data that requires standards can in theory be plugged into this system and now you can use it in a trustless way. Um, yeah, for, it's like, like for, for, for Bob, Bob is the rebranded term of BVM. Um, and, and this is for a few reasons, one, because BVM, when you think of BVM, what's the first thing you think of? You think of the EVM. And yeah. the truth, the truth is the the what what we're building, Bob, could not be further from the EVM. It's com it's completely different. It is actually like it crypto is the only industry that uses the term virtual machine to describe something that is not a virtual machine. Like in every single other industry, when you think of a VM, it is a virtual computer that has an operating system and a kernel. At, at bare minimum. And the EVM has neither one of these. The EVM is uh, more like a, it's the Ethereum virtual runtime environment more than it really is a, a virtual machine. It's like JavaScript was a blockchain and they're one of the same. Um, so what we're building is a traditional VM that is just tethered to, it, its state is tethered to the commands that are being sent uh, on Bitcoin. So, so if you change something locally on your virtual machine instance, then you the, the checksum of your state will be different than all of the other checksums um, that are only updating according to the on-chain information, and you will be kicked as a validator. It's like a chain link or an Ethereum node operator. You'll, you'll be slashed. Um, yeah, I, I, a very simple way that I like to think of it, do you, know, you guys know what Twitch, played, Twitch plays Pokemon is? I don't know what that is. I know what Pokemon is. <laughs> Okay, so Twitch Plays Pokemon was like uh, an experiment that they, uh, some streamer did, I think five, six, seven years ago. It was a while ago where everybody that had a Twitch account could go into the comments and comment A, B, left, right, up, down, whatever. And 
the point of this experiment was to see if people could come together and beat Pokemon Red in like a shared in a shared way. And so, the, yeah, and, and they did it. They, yeah, yeah, they 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 did it. Uh, I would definitely check it out afterwards. It's pretty interesting. Um, and so, this is kind of the same idea of what Bob is. Bob is a big computer that anyone in the world can send a command to, and in order of receiving these commands that are through uh, inscriptions. He just updates. He just does whatever you tell him to do. So, so it's, it's it's exactly like Twitch plays Pokemon, but with money, basically. <laughs> You're allowed, allowed to do blockchain stuff. Gotcha. So you you use the uh, verbiage checksum. Um, can you elaborate a bit on that? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, kind of a, a, a core concept of Bob and Boss is this idea of a, a proof of checksum. That's how we determine the validity of each Bob instance. Um, and so because all of these machines, uh, just for, for clarity, anyone will be able to run their own Bob instance, their own Bob server. Uh, and that Bob server will be running a tech stack that is atop a ordinal, uh, an ordinal instance, and then a Bitcoin node on, on the baseline. And so the same way that Bitcoin is, is run where it's a decentralized network, Bob will be a decentralized network of these shared state computers. Um, but to ensure that they are all the same state, we have to have some kind of like security method of, uh, of determining what, what is valid and what is not valid. Uh, because Bob Boss is not a new blockchain. It's just, just this virtual machine network. And so to solve this, we're, it's very, very simple to begin with. We're just simply taking a checksum of the entire system of this virtual machine. And if this virtual machine is only updated in accordance to the on-chain information that is available, then all of the checksums of these machines should be exactly the same byte data across the, the entire world. Um, and if even a single byte of data is changed in any file on any of these Bob servers locally, then it will not be considered valid. The checksum will be different and it will be slashed from this, this network of computing. Um, and so this is like, this is essentially what blockchains do with each other, but they do it in a bit more of a complex process because they're like producing tokens and there's block rewards and you have to like incentivize people to, to keep these checksums good. And our solution to this is just like, we're going to add a, a little bit of a fee basically to the cost for these inscriptions whenever you do something on, on boss and that fee will go towards node operators. Um, and, and that that should cover the that should cover the the incentive fee of like uh, somebody running their own Bob instance. Um, yeah. How, how is the uh, latest version updated though? Of Bob? Yeah, because yeah, said that locally, if someone changes something, goes rogue, then their checksum it doesn't match, then they won't they won't be validated. But like, who updates the latest version on on the main Bob? I guess that's a very that's a very good question. Somebody also asked me this um, just just the other day, and I I would guess that anyone will be able to the same way that like Bitcoin Core works. Anyone can like propose changes, but there will be like a, a core dev team of sorts um, that are like ensuring that that the things are good. Uh, it will be decentralized though, so and, and anybody can like through the governance process of Boss anybody can propose any change to it and it can be voted in or out. So I would guess that like a new version of Bob is coming. It would be voted on by people in an on-chain way. And then the machines would update and 
now only the latest machines would be considered valid checksum. Gotcha. But, you know, most likely all these people that are running their own instance of Bob will know what the latest version is, right? It's not going to be like something that comes out of nowhere. They'll, they're, they'll probably all know. Right? It will be heavily discussed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the, the, the governance process of, of Boss, especially in the early days, will be like a, a pretty slow and grinding process um, to kind of ensure that, that things are... are we're, we're basically testing in prod. So if you're going to upgrade anything. You have to discuss these things with the entire you know network of people that are using it. Um, and then things should become more streamlined as, as we go on. One thing uh, that, and, and one thing I want to talk about that really excited me was the fact that you could, um, you know, Bob could essentially um, make oracles irrelevant. Um, do you see that a possibility like theoretically? In the future. Yeah. Yes. This was this was the first thing that I came to discover through reading these papers earlier that uh, was like part of what full sent me into this so much. So because we're just building a virtual machine, we're running like a Linux machine, basically, it can it can and it does connect to the Internet normally. So if you need to call an API for something, you need to get API data in the form of a JSON file. Uh, it's the same. It, it's the same process as observing these JSON files on Bitcoin. You can just ask it to observe other off-chain APIs as well. Um, and then, if the network as a whole, because again, it's it's all of these machines that are kind of doing the same thing uh, all at the same time. If all of them call this API request and return the same data, then you can trust that that data is is legitimate. So yeah, it totally negates the need for like a paid network of oracles. That could be. Somebody should call Chainlink and tell them that they're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's definitely part of it. Like that, uh, Chainlink is a really cool, really cool idea. Uh, but when you like break down into it, it's there's a token and there's tokenomics and there's incentives and it's a Ponzi scheme. Like it's a it's a whole thing. Uh, people are yeah. getting paid, people are getting bribed to not lie, basically. And sometimes or at some point, the lie will be worth more than the bribe and you're going to run into problems. Um, or you have things like Oracle manipulation hacks, which happen all the time, where like some kind of off-chain information, maybe there's a liquidity pool with very small amount of liquidity. Uh, on, I think Celsius got hit with this, uh, where the, the price of certain of a certain asset was increased by like 10 to 20x, and then a liquidity pool on-chain that is reading this off-chain information. They take a loan out with this token as collateral that's 20 times higher than what it actually should be and they drain the pool. Um, and so things like this wouldn't happen because you have the ability to like instantaneously call different API sources for price feeds, weather data, medical things, whatever you need to do. Uh, you can like asynchronously call a bunch of different data sources without having to pay anything for it. That's crazy because I feel like if we take this route, in crypto we can accomplish a lot of the industrial objectives that we talked about like with medical records and stuff like that that seems to be like taking forever on the traditional side of crypto DeFi, and, and or crypto right with the evm chains so i don't know i mean there could be really some some strong legs to this yeah, that is uh, that is one hundred percent the long term vision that we are like building towards. Uh, you know, we we've had fifteen years of blockchain technology so far, 
and the best thing we've been able to come up with is like uh, a big Ponzi chain. Like it's like Ethereum. You have, you have a chain that's made for launching other things on it. Like that, it's it's very silly. Uh, and it's just it's hard too because blockchain technology, by by its nature, is also a market. And so like uh, finding what actually is the best technology and then staying focused on growing that technology is very difficult when there's misaligned financial incentive to like build the cheapest and clunkiest version of yeah medical record chain or uh, uh we're gonna do insurance for cambodian bug farmers something like, like that it, it, there, there's all these different things that have been pitched as uh use cases during the bull market that are not scalable at all uh and this is because like like if you look at HTTPS and TCP and all these early internet technologies, it, there was no way to own these protocols. And so the things that were the most, the things that were the best were the ones that rose to the top. And that's the few that we still use today that our entire infrastructure is built on top of. And with crypto, it's been very difficult to like cut the crap and see what actually is good and what's a waste of time because they are, these protocols are ownable. Uh, and so, so, Adoption is like financially incentivized as well. Uh, and we're looking to like build outside of that. We want to build a protocol that has no token, that has a decentralized nature and a, you know decentralized governance and up upgradability to all parts of it uh, while providing ownership to the applications that are built on top of this protocol. So it's like a little, it's like a sandwich. So you've got like Bitcoin, which is an ownable protocol. And now you've got, the boss layer, which is, there is no boss token or anything like this. Uh, and then the applications that are built atop boss are what govern boss itself. Um, so it's like a totally different way of doing blockchain things. So um, with with um, with this whole um, order thing, where does the Oshi token itself um, fall with this? Because um, with um, with track. Um, with the new TAP protocol, Track it will be the governance token for the Track protocol. Where, where does Oshi fit in with um, the Ord team? So Oshi is uh, kind of like the they're going to be the first hub, the first app that is built on top of Boss, and uh, we call the the in the in the Boss terminology we call these things ODEs. It's a ODE, operational decentralized entity. And it's essentially just the uh, new way of, of looking at DAO governance. Um, so on Boss itself, we will have one set way to govern your tokens and also govern over Boss. And there's a, there's a ODE standard it's called OCV0. So there will be multiple OCVs just as there are multiple ERCs. Um, and this first one is the, the governance model. And basically, it's, it's just a... It's as though the first DAO on Ethereum, if they uploaded their smart contract as an on-chain document that anyone in the future that wanted to make a DAO, instead of copying and pasting this code and redeploying it themselves and changing whatever they want, they just deploy something that points to this on-chain document and fills in the arbitrary data like token supply and name and, and it's, you know, taxes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so everybody, the, the whole point of boss is for standardization of smart contract functionalities. Um, so yeah, ba basically Oshi will be the first ode to exist, but anyone and everyone can 
upgrade their BRC20 or create something new um, to become an, an ODE token. And everybody who has an ODE token is by default able to govern their own protocol if there is a protocol being built for this, this ODE token. And if you, uh, de depending on the, the TVL or fees that your protocol gains, you are weighted in votes of boss itself. So like Oshi, for example, is the, the, the decks that we're building. And so the TVL will probably be, uh, probably be the highest TVL on boss at least uh, initially. And so it'll have a majority of the weight for not only Oshi, but also a majority of the weight for boss. But as other protocols are created, everything we're doing is open source. So anybody can fork, anybody can change, anybody can do whatever they want. Uh, as time goes on, the weight that Oshi itself has over boss should decrease as other protocols exist, um, like Yari and things like this. So yeah, Oshi is like the, the first thing that we're focusing on for, for building a, a product for uh, uh, boss, but it's the first of many. And uh, it's, it's, it's not like it's the boss token per se. Gotcha. Gotcha. So um, I'm guessing Yari would be the, Yari's the bridge. Right, so I'm guessing yes. that will, what that's gonna that's is that gonna be an ord itself? Is that sorry? Is uh is is um Yari going to be like its own kind of your um uh, ord? Or is oh, that... ode, ode. Sorry, ode, ode. Sorry, yeah. You're good. Um, yes. So a Yari will will be an ode as well. Um, okay. and then also things like we we have some plans to uh, introduce like staking and, and farming models, uh, and we want to incentivize normal. BRC20 tokens that exist now into staking in our system. Um, and all of these tokens, like Ordi or Pepe or Pizza or whatever, uh, when they enter our, our system for, for staking or farming, they will be upgraded into the OCV standard. And therefore, if somebody wants to build Ordi swap, right, or, or make some kind of dex that revolves around Ordi, and on every transaction it burns X amount of, of Ordi token, whatever. Uh, they can do that. They can like do that and have decentralized governance over Ordi swap by default because the Ordi token has been upgraded into this modular governance token. Um, so yeah, and it's not like a layer two. It's not like you guys are holding my token and giving me a mirrored copy, right? This is actually an upgrade onto the boss protocol. Yeah, yeah. You just like basically mint a, a new. Uh, you, you mint a new text. Burn the old that... one, pretty much. You're just getting rid of the old one and mint a new one. Exactly. It's like a token migration. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so there's other token protocols right now, like ORC cash tap protocol, which is very similar to BRC 20 externally um, and a bit more flexible internally, but will those also be transferable um, into the new ODE token standard? Yeah, so uh, our plan initially is to support all BRC20 tokens into this upgrade. Um, but again, because everything in BOSS is like governance-based, somebody could propose to accept ORC20 tokens or the BRC30 tokens or whatever. Yeah, any, any of these things could be voted in and accepted. And now these people can migrate into our system. And even if they want to like, um, let's say we launched the OCV standard with no tax functionality initially. Um, if somebody joins joins in and wants to propose adding the ability to make taxes on these OCV tokens, they could submit their own 
proposal of this OCV standard with their added tax functionalities. And then this code will be audited and, and voted on and discussed through the governance of, of all of the, the boss users. And if this new thing is accepted, all of the tokens that were pointing at the first version of OCV will simply point to the new on-chain version of OCV that has this tax functionality. And then any new OCV that is created can by default use this tax functionality and add tax to their tokens. And any token that already exists can within their own protocol, make a governance proposal to add a 1% tax that goes to the devs or whatever. And it can just simply be tacked on and added to all of the, the people's tokens of that protocol. So we're, we're, we're aiming to make like a modular smart contract system where everyone has this level playing field of standards. Um, and instead of copy pasting entire solidity contract code and then deploying it with all of your, you know, you can change any custom function that you want to. It's a total mess on Ethereum, especially when it comes to DAO governance, because all these DAOs work in different ways. All of them have different function names. All of them have different symbol names. They're all like completely custom written and there's no unity between all DAOs on Ethereum. So we want to create unity between everything on, on any, and we want to standardize everything. So, so if, if there's a, um, smart inscription or smart contract that someone's trying to customize, if it doesn't fit within the standard, you guys won't recognize that, right? It will simply be ignored. Yes. Yep. Okay. So that, that actually helps with like trying to backdoor stuff in, into smart contracts and stuff and be sneaky and hide stuff. Cause you can get away with a lot of that stuff on the other side of the. Pond. Yeah. You, you won't be able to do that on, on boss. You will, you will yeah. be limited but free to propose changes to this like limited library and, and that's why i say at the very beginning of boss governance will be like slow and grinding because i i look at it like stem cells and this is also why we changed the name to bob because we're kind of growing like we're growing this stack and it's going to get it's going to be like a baby and then a toddler and then a child and then a teen and then an adult and once it's an adult it has to be like a good adult. We have to have, have put good morals and good values and, and good standards into this person that we're creating. And so, yeah, it's very important that the initial like stem cell parts of the OP standard are, are really governed upon and audited and, and checked. But as things go on, as there's hundreds or thousands of things within the OP standard, you'll be able to really create some complex protocol stacks. It, it should replicate the evolution of the world that we have now where, okay, we're, we're talking on like a streaming service right now. And this is built on top of a bunch of protocols that are protocols consisting of other protocols that are protocols consisting of other protocols that are like, <laughs> it's this layer of protocols that exist. And uh, there's no ownership to any of these protocols that allow us to talk on this app, but the app is ownable. And so it's the same idea that we're trying to do for, for blockchain. Gotcha. And and that's all built with JavaScript, right? And all the you know all the stuff that's being actually being built on Bitcoin, which is pretty awesome. So yeah, and also sorry, I, I, JavaScript is the first SDK that we're supporting for this. But again, anybody can write an implementation of this that's Rust based or C plus plus based or even Python based or whatever, mm -hmm. and they can, as long as it's proposed and, and accepted by the governance, it will be included as valid gotcha. part of this valid checksum. Yeah. Gotcha. 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 I wish that there would be an automatic acceptance of all inscriptions, but I know that that can be dangerous. 
um, in all all protocols. But I, like I said, I know that that can be dangerous and confusing probably if you guys were to do that at first. Um, but I mean, I, I, I definitely like what I'm hearing because it's almost like trying to pick the 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 flowers out of the weeds from the EVM side, right? You you don't want to bring over the shit that you know made it really shitty over there and uh, kind of learning from the mistakes. One hundred percent, and and this is the beauty also of the like reverse evolution of the ordinal space is when it came to the EVM. Again, it, everything started with DeFi and then moved into meme coins, shit coins, and then moved into JPEGs. And now where does the money roll? Now, now it, it's like everybody's been destroyed morally because they're, they're buying and trading JPEGs. Like uh, there, there's no incentive to keep things innovative in the EVM world because we know people are going to trade like monkey stuff. But in ordinals, it's the reverse. So if, if the money ends in this complex DeFi ecosystem, I find it very hard to believe that it will exit back into like JPEGs and meme coins in any kind of meaningful way. It will happen, of course. People will always trade meme coins. People will always trade JPEGs. But if the majority of the ordinals market, if it's at its highest peak of, of TVL and value when DeFi and like complex smart contracts are the tech, I, I find it hard to believe that it's going to like de-evolve back into JPEGs and, and, and shitcoins. And, and so, yeah, it's just a totally different path for, uh, for like blockchain technology. Awesome. Awesome. One thing I would definitely want to, two things I want to cover real quick is uh, the first thing is the time chain, time chain validity. That really got me excited. Um, so how realistic can this be in terms of, you know, trading tokens, but we want to do it faster. And let's say that, you know, we can use like, from what I understand is we can use like Doge or Litecoin to validate the transaction and, and not have to wait till Bitcoin does it. What, what does that look like? And is that even a realistic possibility? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's definitely realistic. Uh, it's, it's a pretty abstract idea still currently. Um, but Basically, because Boss and Bob, because it's not a blockchain, we can change or modify or add layers to the security model of it without needing to like destroy or make obsolete the previous methods that it was using for security. So like when, it, when Ethereum upgraded from proof of work to proof of stake, they destroyed the proof of work version of Ethereum and changed the entire way that ETH is issued. And, and it's, it's basically an entire new, new thing. Um, and so... With Bob, initially, it will be some kind of very slow, uh, multiple blocks are needed for confirmation on your transaction to go through because we want to avoid block reorgs and, and things like this. Um, and so it'll be very, very safe and it will be slow and it will be limited to the Bitcoin block space. But we can kind of close the gap as things progress and as this, this system matures, we can close the gap between need we can add like additional layers of security without, again, destroying the previous version. So yeah, things like Dogecoin or Litecoin or Bitcoin Cash or Bitcoin Stoge Vision. Maybe we start use, utilizing those chains to also like accept valid commands into Bob. But that should not change the fact that every four blocks, the first version of the security model still checks out. Like the 
every four blocks, let's say it's every four or five blocks, every four or five blocks, even if these transactions are coming in from Dogecoin and Litecoin, it should still be a valid checksum on the Bitcoin end every four to five blocks. And so you can you can kind of grow different layers to this. I personally think this the last kind of stage of this will be utilizing the mempool in ways that are different than people utilize them now. Like uh, if you're posting the proofs of what has happened on the blockchain, do you need what is being requested to happen to confirm on the block? Like, can you, it's like zero proof knowledge, basically. Can you utilize the mempool as a, as a middle layer for requesting things to happen and then just post the proofs of these things happening and because there's this trusted reputation system, we, we know this, this, this proof is, is legitimate. So yeah, it initially will be limited to uh, the Bitcoin block space, but the goal is to kind of as, as safely as possible, get rid of that limitation. Gotcha. And, and I guess the example that I would give would be like starting a transaction on the Bitcoin chain. Could those other chains help uh, validate that? quicker and then obviously it's still gonna go to the you know be validated on bitcoin but is or am i thinking of it in a wrong aspect it's yeah so the the dogecoin chain and all those things i think will be i think there is some kind of use to like utilizing these bitcoin forks and other utxo chains uh in in abstract ways that are like kind of hard to see now i would think of it more as like the lightning network right like if we could utilize you can do in ordinals on lightning and so If you can upgrade the ability, if you can submit a transaction on Bitcoin that also submits this ordinal command on light, you know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. I got you. So so basically, you're just you'll validate it later on Bitcoin, but it's already validated on Doge, and so we can use uh, Boss to do that. Probably that's the theory, right? Yes. Yeah. I got it. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. And then the last thing was the the God Chain. And that kind of does that tie into that or like, you know, um, basically, you know, can can boss facilitate that dream that Nick Zabo had or whatever? Yeah, I mean, that like, that's again why we we renamed it to Bob is because this this idea of the God protocols is like uh, an entity that is everybody's friend and it has no bias towards anything. And it simply observes what you ask it to do and and executes this command that that, that is the, literally 1997 Nick Sabo had this idea and uh, nobody's really been able to to do that uh, I think like ethereum is close but the reality of ethereum is it's super centralized especially uh, with the proof of stake way that it works now where like a majority of the supply are in a few centralized addresses and are governed over US law so tornado.cash and things like this are not picked up by a majority of validators uh, so, but Bitcoin is not like this. I mean, the, the U.S. has sanctioned a ton of Bitcoin addresses also. But if you make a transaction on a public mempool, it might take a little longer. It'll, it'll still get picked up if you want to interact with a sanctioned address. So you can't censor Bitcoin. And because of this, using it as the medium to command a, a non-biased entity to execute some kind of command Uh it seems like a it seems like a realization of of, of the, the God protocols in, in my opinion. So the, the the God chain we're just kind of using as like uh, the rebranded twenty twenty three term of, of of the God protocols. Yeah. So is is Satoshi on the team? Because uh, <laughs> you guys seem to be really like 
this is a lot. This is a lot. This is this is pretty amazing. This <laughs> I, I just got to know that you guys find Satoshi and Adam or team Merlin or or what's that guy's name? Uh, uh, junk junk food. Junk food punk root. Yeah, yeah. You junk know, food punk root. I love it. So, I so can't. Nice yeah, I can't say. I can't confirm or deny. I can't confirm or deny. How long do you think uh, it's going to take for you guys to accomplish all this? This is my last question. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we want to have again, like we're we're going to be physically in the same space together uh, for quite a long time. So I I couldn't give an exact like date, but it will happen when we're all in the same space. Like this is this has been in the cooker for a while, and uh, we have we have the most like communal support and uh team motivation that uh, in in the whole process so i would i would hopefully like to have something that is usable on like a big scale i would like to think we have that out by the end of the year or i i think that's a, a conservative estimate um but yeah we, we have another document coming out soon uh the one that, that junk food punk is kind of the, the mastermind behind and then uh we, we're the next plan for right after that is the first like proof of concept public release of this this Bob machine. Um, and so I, I would say that's like September or October. Wow. Wow. Sooner than I expected. A lot, way sooner than I expected. I'm going to add three months to that because anytime we ask a dev anything, so it's <laughs> three months on top of what they say. So <laughs> I'm just the messenger. Yeah. That's a very good idea. <laughs> All right, man. So um, this is the part of the show where we kind of give you the stage. Um, you can just uh, talk to your community, uh, talk to potentially new community members who watch this and w- want to come find you, where they can find you at. Really, anything you want to say to um, the, the whole space? Yeah, so best way to stay updated is definitely to follow. I would follow the team members on Twitter because like, following the Oshi Finance account is, is really cool, but uh, all the team members tweet pretty often. So, again, that's myself, uh, OX Grug junk food punk fruit and merlin um and then yeah if you want to get involved in the community the telegram group and discord groups are are really popular um i also have like a group of, of super users that we kind of put together over the past couple months um the link to join that is in my twitter bio it's like the link in there um i would definitely join there and then always read always read the backlog like if you if you scroll through the messages and and read there's a lot of gold uh in, in both the main or server and, and that that private one so yeah stay uh, uh stay tuned the next document that's coming out is really 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 cool i think it'll get people really excited and kind of show a little bit more of the mindset of the the more quiet team members um and yeah we've got we've got big things cooking and everything he said i'll have in the show notes so i'll, I'll go hunting for that so you don't have to it'll all be in the show notes so and we appreciate Sweet. having you on man we know that you're busy and uh working with your team and stuff so we really appreciate you speaking to our audience which the part a lot of our audience is probably your audience too so <laughs> you know um we appreciate it yeah, of course. Thank you for having me on. And uh, yeah, as, as things get more released, um, I definitely would, would like to hop on and chat with you guys again if possible. So that'd be for awesome. Sure. Oh, Always yeah. welcome back. That's great. Sweet. Awesome, guys. Thank you very much and uh, have a good rest of your day. You, you too, too, buddy. Thank you. So what'd you think, man? That was a lot to take in. I was yeah. really, I'm yeah. really excited for it now, though. You know what yeah. I mean? I can't stop smiling. It's awesome. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh, solutions here, right? Um, so yeah. I know it is going to take some time, but um, if they can get this right, it could. First, one of the things that he mentioned that really stuck out to me was um, kind of doing it not the EVM way, right? Not not the yeah. Ethereum way. And I think that EVM, Ethereum, really that whole DeFi summer, everything just turned into this greed fest, right? And it turned into money first, money first, money first. And then you saw yeah. it so bad when the bear market was here. People were acting like they were building real shit and then suck liquidity yeah. out and be like, peace out and not even say no. bye, you know? And so ordinals really has a chance to to change that to really have a chance to not think to monetize right off the bat and yeah. to think hey we're going to make this innovation so damn good that people are going to use this shit every day of their lives yeah. and we're going to laugh at the people that were laughing at us you know what yeah. i mean like whenever we were doing it and so i really truly think that there's a big movement here um and the people that when it was good in ordinals people were thought that they could come over here and get a bunch of liquidity out and some yeah. of them got some but it wasn't what they thought because that's not how ordinals was built you know yeah. and so now that they've gone i feel like this purity here you know this yeah. purity and what 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 the uh ord team is building is is just that like a lot of people talk about you know uh what a, how why aren't there any you know ways to incentivize uh with the boss system well you know i think like he was talking about you know bribing to tell the truth was kind yeah. of how it worked over there and that changing that and going back to like hey we're building cool new shit here yeah so if you don't like it fuck off get out of here <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> i mean I just I, I I feel like I have some of this built up in my heart too because yeah. I've I've been kind of in that mindset before when I was yeah. on the EVM side and being over here I just feel like there's really true innovation happening so yeah man I'm excited about everything that's being yeah. built in the ordinal space I want it all to work together and um you know we sit here next year and be like wow can you believe this look look yeah. look at the applications that are on you know in the ordinal space now that you can play use actually like so i think we're going to be blown away yeah no i agree and um this was really um uh, eye-opening to me like I, I i was a little bit of a you know i kind of blew it off a little bit i was you know i'm a big tap guy but uh this is this he, he definitely changed uh my um outlook definitely and I think I think he's exactly what the team needed because, like you said, the language barrier. Like we we, we had it, um, we heard issues in the in their Discord and issues in their Telegram. We just bump bit like just just not understanding, and now we understand why. It's because of language barrier and everything. And I, I think Ar 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 Archimedes is exactly what they needed. The way the way he was the way he like like explained broke everything. Broke it down, yeah. Broke it down. Even to someone like me, I I really I feel like I really understand it, and I think this was an amazing episode. Yep, me too. All right, guys, please smash the like. Please smash the sub button for us. Hit the little bell icon because we do put out videos every single day. We try to anyway. Uh, so, yeah, um, we thank everyone for their support. And uh, we're going to keep doing these. We're going to keep bringing you guys information. And as you guys know, this is all for research purposes only. We try to find the people so you guys don't have to. So just do your own yep. research. Um, but really dig into these papers. I'm going to put them in the show notes. So take a look. Yep, yep. Stay tuned, too. We have more this week like we always do. We're just we're grinding, hustling to get you guys the info. And uh, yeah, we love y'all. So keep watching. Peace. Peace.